Welcome to the Founder Scale Sales Leadership Podcast, where we help business founders and sales leaders understand and overcome the challenges of building high-performing sales teams. Mr. Sweeney, how goes it? Doing well. How are you? I am doing good. I'm actually feeling pretty passionate today. So passionate that I want to talk about passion for selling and the importance of having passion when you sell. And and I'll tell you, some people are like, they're probably listening to this going like, well, yeah, no kidding. Obviously, you have to be passionate when you sell. But the application of it doesn't happen as often as you think. I mean, I can tell you that I get calls every day when someone's robotic talking to me and I can tell they don't even believe in their own message when they're trying to get me to buy something. And so I think a lot of sales leaders have got some challenges with their salespeople that they may not even be aware of uh, because of the way and the tone it's coming across the other end of the phone or the other end of the Zoom or what have you. And the lack of passion seems very evident to me these days. Yeah, most definitely. And I think the qualifier for this for a sales leader to understand that is, is it, are they so passionate it stands out, right? It's, it's the same, I use the Samuel L. Jackson reference. He's, you know, he yells in a movie, I don't remember what it is. And he says, he says, I'm not angry. This is how I talk. You know? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, passion, we're not saying you have to be angry, right. um, but, you know, it should almost be funny how passionate somebody is. It should stand out that much Absolutely. Uh, when selling. Yeah. I mean, you look at a guy like Ray Lewis, right? Ray Lewis doesn't even know how to talk without coming into tears and bringing that passion in. I mean, he doesn't even, he barely can have a conversation without, you know, just preaching and coming into his, into his gut and letting the world know how excited he is about what he's talking about. That, now, granted, that is a you know unique scenario. It's a unique skill set. Probably don't need to get out of control here, but it is extremely important for people to maintain that level of energy, that level of passion. Because I'll tell you, man, it is completely evident on the other end of the phone. People don't buy from passionless people. And, and I can use just a perfect example here is, you know, someone that reads off a script to me, does not believe in their product. People that read off a script, unless you're brand new, of course, don't get me wrong, unless you're brand new or in training and whatnot, you've got to really latch on to whatever you're selling. If it's a product or if it's a service or if it's your organization, if you don't believe in that organization, if you don't believe in that product, if you don't think that product can truly change lives or truly change, you know, uh, the, uh, you know the buyer's, you know, perception or, or quality of work or quality... I'm telling you, Josh, people are going to hear that. They can tell when there's nothing behind the pitch. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a certain amount of conviction when you're talking about these topics and and being, you know, having passion during that sales process. And I I think also the thing is, is the conviction and the passion comes from the knowledge of knowing it, right? Uh, If you're pitching somebody, if you're trying to sell somebody on something and you don't have conviction, you don't have passion, you know, it almost, it can come across as squeamish sometimes mm-hmm. or, or maybe that they don't really believe in the product or they don't understand it or know if it can really help. They don't even believe what they're selling to you. So yeah. that comes across in their voice. So let's talk about the challenges for sales leaders first. So you mentioned one challenge for sales leaders is, well, number one, people don't buy from passionless people. Mm-hmm. What are some other challenges that this causes for leaders that they may or may not know about? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to trickle up into where is the top line revenue. And so the sales leaders are going to look at this and obviously try to pick and pull from 
from what's working and what's not. But, you know, on top of like those obvious reasons that, you know, people might not be buying. So there, that translates into not many sales. I look at this as a morale issue, a, a, a culture, you know, benefit, you know, when, when there's individuals that are in that office or, or in that Zoom meeting and they are, and they are preaching and educating and, and entertaining and, you know, whatever it is during the middle of the call, that's contagious, man. That is absolutely contagious. And that's going to translate into other potentially not as seasoned, you know, maybe that are just making their way in the world. That's going to, that's going to really be like a side effect of one of these things. So I think one of the sales leaders, you know, if they can find maybe, this is just kind of a good hack. This is what we do at our organization. I find the most passionate guy that I got and I bring him into sales training. I find the most passionate woman that I have in the middle of sales. And I bring them into that sales training just so they can hear from one of their peers what it sounds like for somebody to get behind the organization, behind the product, behind the service, so they truly believe it. And if they truly believe it, that's going to be a, a really good thing and a really good way to overcome some of those passionless calls that maybe these sales leaders are, sales leaders are experiencing. Yeah, I think that's a great hack to bring those people into training or, you know, the other version is, is to record one of their calls, record a couple yeah, of their great calls idea. and say, you know, here's the audio. You need to listen to this. This is what right. somebody who has conviction and passion about what they're selling sounds like. Totally. And I also notice if you record in uh, other reps calls that don't have passion, that are bland, normally they can hear it in themselves. They don't realize it. But yeah. they hear it in themselves right. when you watch it. I know it's just like podcasting or anything else. I mean, when you first start doing it, if you're not overly passionate about it, totally. um, or it's just kind of your demeanor uh, doesn't have that voice, yep. it, 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 the, the video and the audio takes it down even a couple more notches and makes 100%. it sound worse. Yeah, um, 100, yeah, 100%. That's a, it's a really good idea too, is obviously to, to record what a good meeting sounds like and you know the, how, how people can listen to that. And they can feel the energy or feel the, the, the positivity or whatever that is. I mean, there is, there is something that goes into a passionful person. Passionful might be the word of the day. <laughs> I like it. Passionful. <laughs> or lack thereof. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, someone with loads of passion that goes into a call, there is a better than average chance that the human being on the other end of that is going to simply love being around that individual, simply love being in this conversation, regardless of what they're selling. They might not even, they might not even, you know, uh, have a need for it, but they might down the road and later. And that's going to be memorable, man. It's going to be memorable if you get on the phone with somebody and you blow their socks off with your positivity and your good mood and your energy and your passion. That's going to be memorable. And if you don't, you run the risk of falling into the same old cold call, the same old, you know, you know, reading out the script and, and doing all that. I think, uh, not to digress too much, but you brought up a really good point, which is it comes down also to learning and being really educated and familiar with what you're selling. So if you, if you gain that education, if you're positive about what you're talking about, well, you're naturally going to be a little bit more passionate and energetic about it because, because <laughs> you know what you're talking about uh, versus talking about something you got no, no clue. So that comes with it. On top of that, having the confidence to know that your product or service will truly change their life, that's going to be completely evident and over the phone. And that's going to make the bland, passionless pitch, not, it, 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 that's not going to be evident in your call. Yeah, most definitely. So what are some of the, 
What are some of the tricks a sales leader can implement or what are the things that sales leaders need to be looking at doing with their team to drive the passion? Practice, practice, practice. I mean, I don't know if it's everybody does role playing. Everybody does, uh, you know, scripts. We, we've got something where we've got, you know, now and now and again, myself or, uh, or Derek, as you know, Derek's our CEO, will come in and say, all right, uh, between 11 and 12, I'm giving you a call. Make sure you're at your desk. And that will snap a salesperson into it. I'll tell you that. And so at that point, we want to hear, you know, truly if they're able to have a very good, passionful conversation about what we do, what we do well on the spot. And, and, and really, I, I always tell my, you know, my, my employees this, people are humans, right? On the other end of the phone, that's another human being. That's another human being that's probably got the same core wants as you in life, whether it's security, approval, and, you know, control, whatever those are. So talk to them like a human. Like if you, it's just like this, Josh, if you and me walk into a bar together and I, and I haven't seen you in a month and I'm like, Hey pal, how you doing? Good to see you. You know, and we have this good, like connection talk. talk. That's what it needs to be like. That's what it needs. That will translate that passion into that, into that meeting that you People tend to over technical, you know, over like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That they tend to make these calls over technical where they're trying to get through like 10 things to say, no matter what, 10 <laughs> things to say, or they're not going to budge off the script and this and that. And it becomes so robotic. And the human being on the other end of the phone is just like, oh my gosh, who am I talking to right now? And, and, and that becomes frustrating. That becomes mentally debilitating when you go over a hundred because of the way that you, the way that you're going about it. That's something that I think everybody needs to remember. Practice, role playing, what have you, but try doing it at a human level. Human to human, man to man, woman to woman, you're talking to another person. So don't make the call so strict that you're lacking your character or, or, or losing your identity in the middle of the phone call. Yeah, well, I love what you just said about practice, practice, practice. So that's one thing I think everybody should be doing. You know, if you get in a room with a, a video recorder, your phone, whatever you want to use, you know, to record video and you have your salespeople and you practice introductions, you Absolutely. practice saying hello, what you'll see is one, you know, what does the subdued version look like versus the more animated right. version, right? The one with passion. The other thing I notice about that is, uh, going back to what you said about just meeting a buddy in the bar, yeah. whoever has the highest energy, the other people tend to match it. Yes. Or if they have one energy level, the other person matches it. If I walk in and I start talking very quietly and slow, the other person will eventually match it if I stay on point with that. So you get passion out of other people when you raise your energy. Yes, I, I love it. And and, you know, I don't think I do many things great necessarily, but one thing that I've always been, that I've always told that I do very well is when I walk into the room, the energy comes with me. And, I, and, and what you just said is exactly right. So people that are kind of uncomfortable, whether it's at networking events or sales conferences or, or even like socially, whatever that is, having the skill to get near them and be able to get them out of their shell and get them talking and, and just raise the bar on the conversation, you're going to learn a lot about your customer or your client just by getting them to feel comfortable talking to you, you know? So bringing that energy in, in that moment, I think is extremely important. And again, it's memorable, man. That's what people, 
that's what people remember. You got to have entertaining conversation. You don't want to be a robot. And I mean, if you're, and if you're virtual, Josh, if you're on the phone or if you're on a Zoom call, I guess they could probably see your smile. But if they can't see you, put on that smile and start talking with that smile. It is amazing the difference between when you talk with a smile versus when you talk with a straight face. That, that is something I want everybody that's listening to to, to, to record themselves with a smile and then record themselves with like just the regular old, you know, stone cold face. Right. It is <laughs> remarkable the difference in sound and tone. Yeah. Another thing I like to do is try and pump myself up a little bit before yeah. those calls are engagements. So I was watching uh, Tony Robbins, like I think it was on a Netflix series. And yep. before he goes out, he's like jumping on a trampoline, trampoline. That's and the he's best. doing his other stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to go through all of that. But I know that I go through a little bit of a mental routine and, you know, say, okay, it's time for the radio voice or yep. it's time for this voice. You know, how do yep. I need to engage on here? Where does my pitch need to be? Right. What do I need to be conveying? And uh, once I get into rhythm, that naturally comes out if it's a good conversation. But sometimes, you know, you're, you're task switching. You're switching from one task to another. You just That's came right. out of a, a crummy meeting. You're tired. Uh, you know, you didn't eat enough today, whatever. You didn't get enough sleep last night, whatever it is you have to make that mental switch. And I think that's a big part of it is, is making that mental switch from one task to another and knowing that's what right. has to happen on this call, on this Zoom, on this webinar, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and it, people, people will say to this, I, I'm, you know, I always like to put myself in the, other, in the other shoe. So when does passion become obnoxious? When does passion become too much? Well, you're going to have to gauge who your audience is. If we are trying as salespeople to get ourselves in the door, to become memorable, to get to the next step, to find an opportunity, to pre-sell, to educate, to get onboarded, what have you, you must have passion. That is a fact, an unarguable fact. Now, what you will, what other people will say is, okay, well, when it comes down to really understanding process and documentation and certification and policy and all these things, well, those people really don't like to talk to salespeople. Okay, I get it. Totally understand. <laughs> This energy that you bring to every single conversation might not be applicable to every certain type of crowd. But remember our job, our job, salespeople and sales leaders, our job is to get to that stage. Okay. You get to that stage and you have others that come in and talk about policy and process and operations and all that. And then you've done your job. So don't feel the need to, 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 to overthink this part of it. Okay. You, your job as a sales leader, your job as a salesperson is to get it to that stage. That cannot be robotic. That has got to be memorable. That has got, they've got to feel that you were taking them on that journey with you. And if you do that with a straight face and a poker face and you know, what have you, that's going to be kind of boring for the other person on the phone. Yeah. Two other things come to mind for me on this as well of one, you know, in the hiring process, do they bring the energy? So did you hire a sales rep that had no energy from the outset because of experience or whatever else it was, you know, were they so overly polished and smooth that it just felt like, well, it was actually borderline drab. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one thing. Uh, The other thing I've heard of people doing, and I actually want to do this myself is I've heard of uh, people sending their sales rep to acting classes. So that's like a whole nother level acting or improv. So there's different acting and improv for business. And it's all about 
you know, the actor has to show up and be this type of person this day and this type of person in this situation mm. or for this movie. And, and really in the business world, we have to do that as well. You know, yeah, you're you, not wrong. there's certain situations where uh, you're in an educational mode and you need to speak one way in your training and it's maybe to a certain audience. And then they're switching over to sales where you just have to have passion. So, yeah. you know, acting and, and other educate, there's lots of education around this that can be had. That's a really funny and fun and extremely practical thing to do is to take them over to improv and just see how they do. <laughs> like, look, let's be honest. Role playing isn't that much different. If you're practicing and you're getting in a role play and you, you know, you're talking to, you know, people in different departments, well, you want to be able to, you know, adjust your conversation and your tone to match that individual. You know, if you're trying to get them to buy a product versus service and you're identifying different types of challenges, that's a really good way to do it. Because at the end of the day, in role playing and in practice, many times you are improving. That takes it to an, another level. And I respect that. That is a, that is a great hack. And actually, I actually have never heard that before, Josh, but that makes a lot of sense to me because, yeah, at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Another really good tip for our listeners is a, a book that I really enjoyed was called The Alter Ego Effect yeah. by Todd Herman. Great one. And, you know, it really talks about the various fields of play that we have. Yep. And, you know, you can talk about fields of play of the field of play at home, the field of play at business. Those are broader concepts. But in business, you know, there are different fields of play. In that, you know, when you're giving a presentation, that's one style, you know, and when you're in another group, that may be another style in different yep. situations. So, you know, reading that book and really understanding the needs and how to make those shifts is just another quick tip or trick that uh, everybody can look into. Yeah. Yeah. Todd's got some, Todd's got some great hacks. He is a, he's, a, he's wrote a few, written a few books uh, for anybody that hasn't heard of him. Definitely recommend getting in there. He's, He's, uh, you know, uh, kind of peer-to-peer -peer with the guys like Brennan Burchard and, you know, et cetera. Todd, Todd's really got a lot of good hacks. And I think he'll be one of the first to tell you that you've got to have passion when you sell. I mean, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Now, he's, he's uh, and, you know, so, so basically, Josh, what I want to leave the, the audience with here is a question, right? So let's ask these sales leaders and these, you know, these, these founder-led organizations, when your sales rep engage, do they bring the energy with them? Do, do you know if they've brought the energy with them? Uh, you know, obviously micromanaging and sitting over the shoulder of someone doing phone calls doesn't sound too cool. Sounds a little Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. But I will say that you must know, I mean, at the very beginning, to your point, Josh, about hiring I don't know if, if everybody hires with the exact same thing in mind. For me, I hire based on three qualifications. It's high energy, high intelligence, and integrity. Those three things. Integrity is obviously a long-term education for me when it comes to human beings. You might not learn how much integrity the individual has during that meeting, but you can absolutely tell about the high energy and high intelligence uh, in, in a matter of time. I bet you could figure out 80 to 90% of the individual during the hiring process, all the way translating into how they practice. So when your rep engages with you, with clients, with their peers, do they bring the energy with them? And if they don't, what do you need to do? What do you need to adjust? Do you need to send them to improv classes? Do you need to get them some books? Do you need to have them, you know, get, I don't know what it is, guys and girls. And some of this is like at the character level and perhaps, uh, Perhaps you'll learn something about the individual that you hired, but 
if you don't have it, pre-sales and sales are going to be really tough. Well, I think that's it for passion for selling. I mean, I mean bring the energy. Absolutely. You got to bring the energy. So for those that are listening, that's the question. Do they bring the energy with them? Who on your team is selling without passion? What changes do you need to make to make sure that they bring the pain during, <laughs> bring the pain during the conversation? I enjoyed it, Josh. Yeah, thank you. Talk to you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Founder Scale Sales Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe and give us five stars on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform.